And then on like the dreaming big is uh, our company wants to help ensure the first buildings on Mars. Yes. <laughs> That's kind of like, I mean, we want to start obviously with buildings in, on Earth, but we want to we want to we want to ensure the first building wherever it may be that gets placed out of this out of this planet. I mean, nice, that's, because that's what, it is the best in the universe. Best in the universe. Yeah. Katrina German and I'm here with innovation with a contract with Innovation Saskatchewan to help highlight some of the best tech stories in Saskatchewan. I'm really excited that you are here and uh, that you are planning to use Saskatchewan as your base. So hope you don't mind if I interview you and ask you some questions about your company. Not at all. I'm looking forward to it. Okay. So what was your incorporation date? Just sort of like month and year, just so people have a sense of when you got started. Yeah. So we officially incorporated November 18th of 2016, and that was okay. after almost two years of kind of working on things. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a while actually. You and I had f just finished up the Tech Venture Challenge mm -hmm. and I had used that to kind of launch into insurance and that's, you know, it's a very regulated industry and because of that it took a couple of years to get the licensing and stuff through but once I was done that, it's kind of ready to start my company. That's so good. Yeah. Great motivation too. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna dive deeper into that in just a, a quick moment. We're gonna yeah. get some detail stuff out of here. What's your website? www.baseportfolio.com. We actually use that as our front end for just kind of consumers to go to, but our actual site is on the .ca, which okay. is interesting. So yeah. most people don't know that, but it's a kind of a trick I've learned as a non-technical co-founder mm -hmm. is to um, have a platform where your non-technical co-founders can still push the company forward in the messaging and the delivery while your technical co-founders are testing out dev and uh, and building the company. So Oh, I like that. Yeah. Okay, so we'll send everybody to the .ca though, just for the promotional part. .com. Or dot .com. com the, yeah. Okay, yeah, dot .com's com. the promotional part. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sounds good. And Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, which is yeah, your favorites, we, all of them? Yeah, we have them all. Yeah, so, okay. So um, myself, you can find me directly on like Braden in New York. I usually have York Braden on most platforms. And same thing with our socials. If you go to our website, there's like links there's to all links of them. There. Yeah, okay. it's probably perfect. A yeah, we'll do that. Easier. And how many founders are there? So we have Braden York and and Jonathan Lim is my other co-founder. Okay, L I M. L I M. Yeah. Okay. That's it. All right. How many employees do you have right now? So right now there's zero of us, but we've had two contractors that we had hired and brought on to the project. So oh, okay. we've been doing... So it's kind of four of you working on the project. I'm really into this whole gig economy, so I outsource a lot of things. Yeah, beautiful. Um, I've just learned that if you know how to use like Fiverr and Freelancer and stuff like that, mm -hmm. as a business owner, you can really not have to hire employees, especially when you're in the bootstrapping stage. Yes. So yeah, we, we actually literally have two people and then everybody else is just contracted, which is really good for us. Okay. Um... Actually, we're going to have a huge conversation with you about that later because I'm interested in that area as well. Yeah, yeah. No, it's actually, I think, yeah. going to be a huge demand for organizations in the future. I agree. I agree. It's the future of work. Okay, so very for you to dive right in here then too. So what's your founding story? What's the problem you were trying to solve? What 
yeah. drove you to devote your life to this. So I went through the tech venture challenge with the University of Saskatchewan, and we were working on a startup to help students find contract labor while they were going through school so that they could still make some money and, uh, and obviously pick up some uh, work, but then also assist people who are looking for odd jobs to be done. And that was called Student Task Check. And that company, we were top 10 finalists with uh, that competition. Um, unfortunately, throughout the process, we, we went to an insurance professional to get coverage, and we couldn't. We, we called around, and we called around several places, and nobody was willing to cover us at that time. And it's kind of frustrating, and ultimately it was one of the reasons that it was uh, we just realized our whole idea wasn't feasible, because we wouldn't be able to get coverage for any of these students. And going through that application process, I thought, wow, this is so inefficient. I mean, every single person I talked to wanted me to fill out a different paper application, and they were all asking really irrelevant questions. And uh, I thought, like, this just isn't right. Just so happened to be at the same time, my dad's in property management, and he had a uh, building with one of the tenants that started a kitchen fire. And the tenant lost everything, and my dad's building owner actually ended up, their premiums went up with their insurance, and they actually had to cover the claim, although under most residency contracts, the tenants are supposed to carry insurance. Okay. Believe it or not, only 41% of tenants actually... Just heard that on the radio yesterday. Yeah, yeah. actually carry proper insurance. So mm. there's this huge gap, and you know, between my startup failing and then dealing or listening to this problem with a, a property owner, um, I said, wow, there's a huge opportunity here. And uh, I didn't really know at the time what that solution was going to be. So I actually just entered the industry with a totally open mind and uh, kind of got started. And I definitely figured out quickly why the industry is so far behind. Uh, yeah. And yeah. why is that? Why do you think the industry is behind? Uh, it's just because they haven't had to, right? They haven't had technological pressure from anybody. So unless it was, uh, you know, if it's not broken, don't fix it, right? and the whole industry operates under that kind of context right now but it's it's cool to see because since i've started on this journey they've actually come up with a term called insure tech which okay spun yeah spun off of fintech but i mean fintech's even a fairly new concept itself right um so when i was working on this there was no such thing as even fintech i think at that point it was uh it was nothing and basically i I knew that the companies needed to fix stuff. Um, my original company was Cooperators. We were working on like a DOS operating system. Right. So that's something that was built probably before I was born. Right, <laughs> yeah. And that was what they were using in 2014. Right. So, I mean, you could evidently see that they weren't having incremental change. And just even in that first company, I knew. Um, and then I moved on to a bigger organization. And we were working off of paper files. <laughs> I could not believe it. I actually, it blew my mind. And, uh, and I, I did that. I mean, they, they have, you know, some basic systems now, but I just, I seen where the issues were and then we started building something. So, mm -hmm. all right. So what is the solution? Yeah. So base portfolio is a online platform for insurance policy purchases and management. So it's like LinkedIn or Facebook for insurance. So what we do is we create profiles like you would have and that digital profile allows us to interface with the insurance companies so that they can make sure that they have the accurate information. The idea behind it is a lot of the disconnect in the insurance industry happens with the telephone game. 
and we've all played it as a kid where something on one end doesn't come out right on the other, right? Right. So not only does that increase costs, it decreases the accuracy of coverage and results in denied claims. Right. So by having that centralized profile like a LinkedIn or Facebook that the consumer owns, Mm -hmm. we then have a central place for them to control their insurance. Mm -hmm. They can reduce the cost because we don't have a lot of that back and forth. And we significantly increase the accuracy of coverage. So um, essentially it's um, that place where we see consumers coming to uh, do the insurance and what we say is insurance made easy. So I'm going to just go back and get you to say your you know, tagline again, an onshore inline platform for insurance. Policy purchases okay. and management. Okay. So have you, do you have clients already? Have you yeah. gotten started? Okay, great. Yeah. So yeah. Well, who are your kind of, who are your clients? And our target market tends to be the commercial property owners. Mm-hmm. So that would be those residential and commercial strata buildings or even just apartment buildings, mainly because of that risk I was mentioning where uh, 41% of their tenants probably aren't carrying accurate insurance. With them, we can manage all of the tenants' policies and we, we do all of that for them. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's our target market, but a lot of our revenues actually have been generated from just entrepreneurs looking for a simple way to get insurance. Um, we have a online form that takes less than five minutes and we uh, we verify the information and we have coverage in place within 24 hours oh, wow. so that makes sense yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay so five minutes to complete profile and insurance within 24 hours yeah okay documents and everything amazing that sounds pretty attractive <laughs> do you have any competitors yeah so there's some interesting you don't have to say names. There's, there's some companies, a lot of the heat's coming out of the United States, actually, which mm-hmm. is kind of unfortunate for Canada. Um, Lemonade is like a peer-to-peer model. Mm-hmm. So their whole belief is that, kind of back to the roots of insurance, where um, traditionally people didn't buy insurance from a third party. They, they spread their risk amongst other people in their community. Mm-hmm. So um, going down the rapids in... Uh, the trade merchants would spread their their loot amongst mm-hmm. the various boats so that if one boat tipped, they didn't lose everything. Right. right. And Lemonade's model is to have the consumers do that, okay. they share. Um, I think it's a great business model uh, for that that reason, but it is only one product, one price, so the consumer doesn't get much choice. But I right. think it has its place in the marketplace. Yeah. Um, so that's one route. Then in brokers, another kind of platform management for commercial policy. Mm-hmm. They're doing... Something similar to us, they're taking an analytical approach. Um, in Canada, the closest I found is a company called Bullfrog Insurance. Mm-hmm. They're a commercial, basically small contractor policy purchasing and management company. They have a really good uh, Google SEO game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll, give it, I'll give them that, um, which is interesting. But uh, it's it's funny because a lot of the competitors are actually, they're not owned by technology companies, they're owned by insurance companies. So right. it's, uh, it's cool to see. Um, and then Square One is a, another direct market in Canada where they they have a really cool online mm-hmm. way. We actually work with them, believe it or not. Oh, okay. So um, because we don't focus on homeowners policies right now, yeah. we and or tenant policies really, we uh, we use their platform to actually help us. Oh, great. So yeah. instead of competing with them, ultimately we see our platform um, just like you would have an application like a game on mm-hmm. uh, 
like LinkedIn, yeah. um, you know, or sorry, Facebook, mm -hmm. we see integrating those types of platforms into our platform is like an application right. so that although we are the central management system for those policies, you can still purchase them through a Square One or a Lemonade or whoever else. Right. Um, because ultimately we would just want to improve the customer experience and bring the best, the best options to them, whether or not that's through us or somebody else. Okay. So if everything goes according to plan and everything is wonderful, where will you be in 10 years? In 10 years, most likely if everything goes to plan, our company would have been bought or sold. Yeah. If we get the type of traction that we would like to get, um, I mean, my vision is always to be a public company. Mm -hmm. The reason I wanted to do that is because, I mean, almost like the WestJet model, I think that policyholders should be owners too. Mm -hmm. And I would love to be able to say that everybody who has a policy on base portfolios and owners so that they can, you know, every time they invest into their insurance, which is ultimately protecting them, they'll also be getting, you know, returned by mm -hmm. a giving, being able to give feedback, but also, you know, investing in it. Um, so that's kind of what my vision is. The more probable chances, if we're ex as successful as we want to be, somebody's going to make us an offer that we can't refuse. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's just the truth about it. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of, I mean, it's a $5 trillion a year industry. There's a lot of capital. And uh, there's been a lot of uh, silent purchases for companies that can do just even a little bit of incremental improvements. So, yeah, that, that's what's most likely going to happen. But I would love to be able to go public. That would be, that would be my vision, my dream. Yeah, very cool. Okay, I like that. Very ambitious. <laughs> Got to do big. Absolutely. So I'm asking all the companies uh, who I'm interviewing to basically say a bold statement, something that, you know, like we are the best in Canada or the most innovative or um, we're the first or we're the leaders in this sort of a thing. Um, and, you know, something that if someone came to dispute it, it'd be fine because you could have a big public relations war over who's better. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but something that's really bold. And uh, what would you say your bold statement is? I would say... If we'd be the best place to buy insurance ever. Okay, awesome. I love it. There's yeah, I would say that there's just there's no reason to consider anything else. I'd say that would be that'd be what we what we wanna wanna get out there. I like it. And then on like the dreaming big is uh, our company wants to help insure the first buildings on Mars. Yes. <laughs> That's kind of like, I mean, we want to start obviously with buildings in, on Earth, but we want, to, we, want to, we want to ensure the first building, wherever it may be, that gets placed out of this, out of this planet. I mean, nice. That's, we that's consider the best in the universe. Best in the universe, yeah. exactly. Although I mean, you could still say that right now and, you know, <laughs> like, bring it. Yeah, let's go on, let's just do it. Exactly, here. exactly. No. So, yeah, that would be, yeah, best in the universe. That might yeah. be, because we, we, want to, we want to help place. I do. Like, I would love to be able to, you know, um, help Elon Musk when he gets there to say, like, I will help you, you know, get that building insured on Mars. That would be sweet. Yeah, that's cool. And that's, you know, part of what drives me is how do I help Elon get a building <laughs> on Mars? I don't know yet, but I'll figure it out. Hey, I like that motivation. <laughs> I like it. I think we're all fans of Elon. <laughs> okay, so what are some of the things that you think people should know? Like, this is basically my questions. Are there other things that are popping to your mind that you're like, I want people to know this about the company? A big thing is that the way things, the way that they've always 
bought insurance, it doesn't need to be that way. I think one of the hardest parts that we have is educating consumers on the fact that um, although although you know they might be buying policies and stuff the way they are now that they should consider other options. The other thing is insurance isn't the solution. Mm-hmm. Insurance is a a measure of true risk management. So if you looked at risk management in general, you're supposed to avoid risks and then you're supposed to try to control the risks and then you're supposed to try to retain the risks and then you're supposed to try to share the risk and then you're supposed to try to ensure the risk. Okay. So that's the fifth and last step yeah. on a risk management practice and everybody just instantly thinks oh, I've got to get insurance for this. But it's like, well, yeah, but you're missing the first four. Mm-hmm. And those are the most important. So that's that's one of the biggest things when I sit down, especially business owners. Yep. Um, a lot of them just think like, oh, I'm, I need to buy, I need to renew my insurance. And I'm going, why are you just renewing your insurance? Like, you know, why are you buying insurance in the first place? Mm-hmm. How about we start there and then let's figure that out. Um, and that's kind of one of the, the things that I think insurance has become way too transactional. And because of that, that's why there is denied claims, and that's why there is, um, you know, this this extreme dissatisfaction with insurance, and why it has such a bad connotation, is because too many people, um, you know, look at it as a, you know, unnecessary evil. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. That you're just kind of paying into. Yeah. When there's you probably get never going to come back. So yeah. much more of your insurance professionals if you just mm-hmm. don't focus on insurance. Yeah. Interesting. Insurance professionals should not focus on yeah insurance, <laughs> insurance literally yeah. they shouldn't they, they it, it should be that should be the last thing that they they look to do mm-hmm. which is yeah it might might sound like you're you know digging your own grave but it's the truth <laughs> so basically you've created a product of something you think that people should not have no I'm just kidding. no see that's what's I'm interesting so and that's kind of the whole thing behind our platform is mm-hmm. it's it's to it's where your hub is for managing your risk right mm-hmm. it's not about the insurance policy itself the insurance policy is just a um, is something that is a result of what your risk portfolio or profile looks like right. and so our concept behind our business is um, you know, here is your profile, here is who you are, here is your risk. Mm-hmm. Um, let's understand and manage that, and then we'll also take care of the insurance. So again, although it might sound like, and we have to explain to people, yes, we are there for insurance policy purchases and management, yeah. the management part is actually our main business focus, because that is where the customer service and customer experience mm-hmm. is, and that's how we are going to succeed ultimately. Excellent. It's a lot of education on a lot of different levels for people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's that's a lot of our marketing goes around just educating people on risk in general right now, and that's one of the things that I think will separate us as we start growing in the industry. So. Okay. Yeah. Fantastic. Okay. Well, I think that's the that's a really. The West Saskatchewan part. Let's get, let's get into it. Yeah. I'm gonna have to wind this up in three minutes. Got another interview. Okay. <laughs> let's okay. Do it. So, Saskatchewan. Our company was originally supposed to be in. BC mm-hmm. and we actually moved back to Saskatchewan I actually had left Saskatchewan and became a Saskatchewan resident again because Saskatchewan is so business friendly the regulatory structures in Saskatchewan are just set up and the tax structures are set up to encourage businesses to um, innovate and grow and in provinces like 
BC that are very progressive and, and thank goodness for things like environment wise, mm-hmm. um, sometimes they, they overstep where they need to do that. And we moved back to Saskatchewan because we believe that the community is better and that's where our business would end up thriving. So as I had mentioned, unlike most technology companies that would leave Saskatchewan to go to Vancouver so that they could get closer to the tech ecosystem, mm-hmm. we left the ecosystem to come back to the business-friendly environment of Saskatchewan. Love that story. And that is all. And now you can meet, make your meeting. <laughs> your next one.